0: Good evening, Christ Community. Would you please stand as we worship together?
1: Joy to the world, the joy to the world alone is come. The glories of His righteousness And wonders of His love And wonders of His love And wonders, wonders, wonders of His love
2: Good evening. You may be seated. Welcome to Christ Community, the Shawnee campus. My name's Carolyn. I serve on staff here, and we are so happy to be here with you this evening. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Uh, this is our very traditional Christmas Eve service. So if you have been to one at any church before, you likely have a little taste of what we will be doing here tonight. But first, I want to say a very special welcome to all the children here tonight. This is a very family-friendly service and children we are so happy you're here and with children here with us that means that there's going to be some noise and that is completely okay. So crying, talking, dancing in the aisles, anything is completely fine. So children we're so happy that you're with us here tonight. This service will consist of many songs. Sing your heart out Just spend time listening, whatever you want to do. We're so glad that you're here and participating with us in that. And there will be times of readers coming up and leading us through the Christmas story that I'm sure we know very, very well. But maybe just let the words wash over you afresh, that this year you could be hearing it again, maybe for the first time that something might stand out to you a little bit differently. Um, So just allow, even though it's familiar, to listen well, let your heart be open and moved this year. And then at the very end, we will be doing a candlelight song to close out the night. So if you did not grab one of these candles as you came in, feel free to slip out at some point and get a candle and we will end by singing Silent Night together with the candles. Um, And then we will also be having times of standing and times of sitting. So you will receive instructions when it is time to stand again or to sit. So even if we're sitting for a song, it's okay you didn't miss something. We will give you directions when it's time to stand again. So again, it's so good to be with you this evening. I will pray for us and we'll continue our time in worship. Lord, we're so grateful for Christmas. We're so grateful to come together and celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, the hope of the world. And Lord, we pray that your presence would be felt here tonight. May our worship be glorified to you. May our hearts be open to hear this wonderful story once again. And may we be filled with joy today. And we pray this all in your name. Amen.
3: Hi, everyone. My name is Joseph Nemo, Jr., and um, this reading is from the Gospel of Luke. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed um, to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one. will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob, Jacob forever. And his kingdom, there will be no end.
1: What child is this who laid to rest? On Mary's lap is sleeping, whom angels greet with anthems meet, while shepherds watch are keeping. This, this is Christ the King, whom shepherds guard and angels hey haste, haste, to bring. We must Good Christians fear for sinners in The sign.
4: Everyone, I'm Blaine Smith. Is a reading from the book of Isaiah. Therefore, the Lord Himself will give you a sign: behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel.
3: And Mary said to the angel, "How will this be, since I am a virgin?" for nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her.
5: story to our children. So I just want to invite any of the kids in the audience to come on up. We have a carpet up here that you can come sit on. Um, and I'm just going to perch here and read a story. And I think there will be pictures behind me. Yeah, just come on up. You can sit down on any of the carpets. I'm so glad you guys are all here. This is going to be so fun. a special story called, He's Here. This is from Luke 1 and 2. Everything was ready. The moment God had been waiting for was here at last. God was coming to help his people, just as he had promised in the beginning. But how would he come? What would he be like? What would he do? Mountains would have bowed down. Seas would have roared. Trees would have clapped their hands. But... The earth held its breath. As silent as snow falling, he came in. And when no one was looking in the darkness, he came. There was a young girl who was engaged to a man named Joseph. Joseph was the great, 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 great grandson of David. One morning, this girl was minding her own business when suddenly, a great warrior of light appeared right there in her bedroom. He was Gabriel, and he was an angel, a a special messenger from heaven. When she saw the tall, shining man standing there, Mary was frightened. You don't need to be scared, Gabriel said. God is very happy with you. Mary looked around to see if perhaps he was talking to someone else. Mary, Gabriel said, and he laughed with such gladness that Mary's eyes filled with sudden tears. Mary, you are going to have a baby, a little boy. You will call him Jesus. He is God's own son. He's the one, he's the rescuer. The God who flung planets into space and kept them whirling around and around. The God who made the universe with just a word. The one who could do anything at all was making himself small, and coming down as a baby. Wait, God was sending a baby to save the world? But it's too wonderful, Mary said, and felt her heart beating hard. How can it be true? Is anything too wonderful for God, Gabriel asked. So Mary trusted God, and more than what her eyes could see, and she believed. I am God's servant, she said. Whatever God says, I will do. Sure enough, it was just as the angel had said. Nine months later, Mary was almost ready to have her baby. Now Mary and Joseph had to take a trip to Bethlehem, the town King David was from. But when they reached the little town, they found that every room was full. Every bed was taken. Go away, the innkeepers told them. There isn't any place for you. Where would they stay? Soon Mary's baby would come. They couldn't find anywhere except an old tumble down stable. So they stayed where the cows and the donkeys and the horses stayed. And there in the stable, amongst the chickens and the donkeys and the cows, in the quiet of the night, God gave the world his wonderful gift. The baby that would change the world was born. His baby son. Mary and Joseph wrapped him up to keep him warm. They made a soft bed of straw and used the animal's feeding trough as his cradle. And they gazed in wonder at God's great gift, wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. Mary and Joseph named him Jesus, Emmanuel, which means God has come to live with us, because of course he had all right that's the end of the story thank you for joining me you guys can each go back to your seats
0: and as they head back would you please stand as we continue to sing together
1: Oh, come. Oh, come. Oh, come, Emanuel. And ransom captive Israel. That mourns in lonely exile here. Until God appear sing O oh, come O oh, come thou dayspring come and cheer our spirit is by thine advent here disperse the shadow
4: From the book of isaiah who has believed what he heard from us and to whom has the arm of the lord been revealed for he grew up before him like a young plant and like a root out of dry ground he has no form or majesty that we should look at him and no beauty that we should desire him he was despised and rejected by men a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief and as one from whom men hide their faces he was despised and we esteemed him not Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with us, his wounds, we are healed.
3: From the book of Luke. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when um, was governor of Syria. And all that went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judah, to the city of David, For unto you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger.
1: No holy night. Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. When Christ was...
3: And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured of all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told them.
4: But there will be no gloom for her who was in anguish. In the former time he brought into contempt the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, but in the latter time he has made a glorious the way of the sea, the land beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the nations. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness. on them a light has shone. You have multiplied the nation, you have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as a joy, as with joy at the harvest, as they are glad when the divide they spoil. For the yoke of his burden and for the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. For every boot of the tramping warrior in battle tumult and every garment rolled in blood will be burned as fuel for the fire. For to, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government,
1: king of heaven you stepped from your throne took on our flesh and made this world your home trembling in reverence lord we look above overcome by such unmerited I, sing. I bow at your bow. Awed by the mercy that brought you to me. Mm-hmm. You looked upon me Of prayer dear lord
0: man, we just thank you so much uh, we just thank you for inviting us to come and adore you whether we're joyful and triumphant or ever or if we're broken and weary lord we just thank you for inviting us and that you came for us lord uh, we ask as we have read your word and we, we, as we have sing songs, uh, that we could be, also become your light in the world as you've been our light for us. It's in your powerful name that we pray. Amen. And you may be seated. Well, Merry Christmas. It's wonderful to be here with you all. My name is Paul Brandis, and I get the privilege of serving here as one of the pastors. And it is an honor to be spending part of our Christmas holiday together, gathered in worship, huddled up away from the bitterly cold weather that has crashed in upon us. Hopefully, you have felt a warm welcome of others who are here this afternoon, especially if you are newly exploring our church. Uh, If that's true of you, you might have noticed our really prominent name tag table in the lobby on your way into the worship center. A core part of our mission here at Christ Community is to be a caring family. And we think that remembering names is actually a required starting place on that journey. Names matter to us here at Christ Community. But as much as your name matters, as important as it is to us, and I promise you that it is, there is one name that we seek to remember and honor above all others, Jesus, Jesus of Nazareth. It's his candle that we will light this afternoon in just a few moments, the final candle, candle number five, the Christ candle. Now we should clarify and remember that Christ is a title for Jesus, not his last name, maybe you knew, maybe you didn't. Christ comes from the Hebrew word Messiah, meaning anointed or chosen one. And during our Advent sermon series on Sunday mornings the past few weeks, we have been exploring the Old Testament book of Psalms. We have been examining and searching for evidence for God's promised king, his anointed or his chosen king. And friends, the good news is that at this point in history, we do not have to wonder any longer. Jesus of Nazareth is God's promised, anointed, and chosen king. He is the Christ. He is the Messiah. What about his name? Christ is his title, and Jesus is his name, which was a carefully chosen name, I'll remind us. In the book of Matthew chapter 1, verse 21, an angel clearly explains to Joseph, Jesus' earthly dad, why Jesus must be the name of the child, that is uh, born, going to be born to his fiancé. The angel says to Joseph, Mary will give birth to a son, and you are to name him Jesus. Why? Because he will save his people from their sins. Did you catch that? Jesus means God saves. God saves. Which track the significance of that with me. Every time, and in this church, you'll hear me and others say the name of Jesus a lot. And every single time we declare that name, we are communicating how helpless we are in our sin. We are communicating how unable we are to save ourselves and how desperately we need someone else to break in and do it. And church, the good news of Christmas ultimately is that God did send someone to save us. Jesus Christ, the anointed one, the chosen one, the promised king born ultimately to die. For your sins, for my sins, and for the sins of the entire world. You know, it's been deeply meaningful to journey through the lighting of these Advent candles over the past few Sundays. And as I observe our world today, as I look out upon the state of the world in 2022, I'm struck, and even rather I'm overwhelmed by how lacking the qualities of these candles are. I'm struck by how desperately we need them. Peace, hope, joy, and love. Too often in our modern moment, I experience far more anxiety and worry rather than peace. I experience far more despair and dejection rather than hope. I experience depression and crushing sadness rather than joy. And I observe and witness far more ridicule and hate rather than love. There is no doubt that this has been a dark couple of years. And I'm sure that each one of us has experienced dark days in our own lives, maybe even dark weeks or dark months, which is why I take so much comfort in the unshakable promise that we receive in the prologue to the Apostle John's Gospel. These verses are part of John's non-traditional birth of Jesus story. In the Gospel of John, it's less manger and shepherds and far more poetry and mystery. But church, be encouraged by John 1, verses 4 and 5, describing here Jesus Christ as the Word. The Word gave life to everything that was created, and His life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and here it is. Do you need this, this Christmas season? The darkness can never extinguish it. The darkness can never and will never extinguish it. Which is why we must remember that if we want peace that pushes back the anxiety and worry, well, then we must run to Jesus. And if we want hope that washes away the despair and the dejection, well, then we must run to Jesus. If we want joy that can serve as an answer to our depression and to our sadness, then we must run to Jesus. And friends, if we want love that conquers hate, then we must run to Jesus. Our world goes wrong when we run to peace, when we run to hope, when we run to joy, and when we run to love on their own. I understand the impulse to do that. I do But the tragic irony is that we will fall short of those qualities if we run to them because they are not ultimate ends within themselves. They must be ultimately found in Jesus, in Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Remember this Christmas, rather this Christmas season, I invite us each to remember that each of those desperately needed qualities are fulfilled in him and he delights in giving them if we only run to him. At this point, to prepare ourselves for the lighting of the Christ candle, I would like to lead us in a call and response reading that makes clear just how much Jesus is the perfect fulfillment of our needs for peace, hope, joy, and love. I'll act as leader. Please join me in response if you feel comfortable. The calming quiet amidst our chaos the serenity in our stress. You are not able to be taken off guard for you are our refuge, our rest. Jesus, you are the Lord of peace. You are the Lord of all. The lifter of our ever-searching eyes. The vision beyond our sight. You are not eclipsed by circumstance for you dress the dark in heaven's light. Jesus, you are the Lord of hope. You are the Lord of all. The Savior, singer of salvation, the song, God's perpetual delight. You are not grim in your gladdening rule, for you are the fullness of light. Jesus, you are the Lord of joy. You are the Lord of all. The gift given to the undeserving, the God child born to die. You did not go kicking and screaming, for you willingly presented your life. Jesus, you are the Lord of love. You are the Lord of all. Jesus, you are the Lord of all. All peace, all hope, all joy, all love, all. Jesus, You are the Lord of all. Amen and amen. You know, this is going to sound really strange at this point. Uh, You're not expecting it, but this Christmas season, I'm really grateful for mice. Yes, you heard me. I'm really grateful for mice. Uh, I'm grateful for mice. I'll explain. Because during the Christmas season of 1818, so we're going back a couple hundred years, in the country of Austria, mice destroyed an organ at St. Nicholas Church with no time to fix it before the evening mass. Now, that's not why I'm grateful for mice, but watch what happens next. This is clearly a crisis, but the young priest that was serving this parish, his name was Joseph Moore, he thought of a game-changing plan B. You see, some years earlier, he had written a poem about Jesus' birth, and he asked, in short notice, his friend and composer Franz Gruber to set the poem to music. Franz did, and that that evening's mass, the two of them sang for the very, very first time, Silent Night. So if it hadn't been for some church mice that destroyed an organ, we may not have this beloved Christmas hymn. Arguably one of the most famous Christmas songs of all time. Now I'm not sure of the origin of this practice, but many churches across many traditions have closed their Christmas services by singing Silent Night while lighting candles off of the Christ candle in a dark room. We've done that here at Christmas Eve at Christ Community for years, and it's one of my favorite traditions. It may actually have originated in reference to the incredible promise that we saw earlier, I read, from John chapter 1, where Jesus is the light of the world and it cannot be extinguished. Chance and the band are going to step forward to lead us, and as they do that, I do want to explain a little bit, and the lights will go off, you'll experience that in a moment, but I want to to train you on how to do your candles, because we have to know, right? So as the candles are lit around the room, it's the candle that is unlit, that tips, right? You, you see this with me, because if the lit candle tips, you will be pouring wax on your neighbor, and that's not a very uh, Christ-like thing to do. So the, un, the unlit candle tips as the, as the flame makes its way around the room. Uh, and if you are able now, I invite you to stand, and the lights will extinguish, and we will see them grow back off of the Christ candle.
1: Shepherds pray
6: At this time, I invite you to raise your candle if you are able for this final word of sending, after which I'll give you some final instructions. We heard read from the book of Isaiah. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwell in the land of deep darkness, on them has light shone. And we heard from Pastor Paul the Apostle John's word about light, this very light which is itself in Jesus. He writes, In him was life, and that life was the light of humanity. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness cannot extinguish it. Let us walk in this light. Amen. Amen. This time you may now blow out your candles. As you as you make your way out of here, the lights will come up here in just a moment, but as you make your way out of here, there will be little bins that you can place these candles in. Um, but I want to invite any of you who do not yet have a home church, a uh, church that you call a home, um, to, back here, um, would welcome you to enter this community. We are uh, seeking to be a family of, uh, of disciples of Jesus, uh, learning to love one another and learning to love him. And so... I uh, want to extend that invitation to you. Our services are at 9 a.m. and 10:45 a.m. every Sunday, and there are children's there's children's programming available. So let us walk in that light. Merry Christmas. Go in peace.